to the Marketing First Podcast. As usual, I am your main man, Jay Barron with Madtown. And Rusty Hall, longtime lead engagement professional. All right, and we are going to continue this theme of content, but to be honest, I am getting tired of talking about content. But so many firms suck at it. Well, you got to keep hammering the point home, right? Somebody's going to get it eventually. Right. So today we're going to talk about actually mapping your buyer's journey to your content. And this is something a lot of firms really struggle with is, is they understand why their prospects buy from them, but they don't understand how they actually buy from them. Yeah, and that goes back to a lot of, you know, a lot of firms haven't been tracking this historically. Right. So they, you know, they can't kind of look back down the path and be like, how did somebody come in and what were the assets that kind of brought them in, got them interested, got them engaged and made them convert? You know, they, yeah. they, a lot of them just don't think about it that way. Yeah, I mean, most of them don't even think about how prospects use their website. They don't think about the type of content they're actually consuming. I think a lot of firms are stuck in this referral mo- mode only where they're thinking, oh, Mike referred this prospect, so it doesn't really matter what's on our website. And, you know, I've read a stat, interesting, interestingly enough, is it's over 50% of referrals actually rule out a firm without even reaching out to them. Yeah, but that's because they're not thinking about what does that first contact look like, right? right. Where does this guy come in and what's he interested in yep. at the point when he hits my website? What does he want to read and how do I deliver him stuff that's relevant to his particular stage in the buying cycle? Right. I'm just glad we got a refill on our we, beer. We did. We're actually doing <laughs> some some revolver blood and honey here at the, here at the pub this afternoon while Again. we podcast. Again. <laughs> Again. <laughs> uh, Right, so that's that's exactly it. Is a lot of firms they they, they have this referral mindset only, and beyond referrals, um, another interesting stat I read from the Bloom Group they did a, a a study around content thought leadership within consulting firms, and it's something that seventy percent of 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 consulting firms where the thought leadership is at least important, some important or high importance or greatest importance when picking a vendor. So behind your referrals is actually your content strategy is the second most important aspect of when prospects become a client. Yeah, and you know, referrals are great. Obviously, you're gonna have a great win rate with referrals, but um, you know, you can improve even that. You can improve your conversion right. even on referrals if yep. you've got the right content at the right stage to give to them. Yep, and, and that's I think that's what's important is, is obviously we're more focused on thought leadership actually bringing in new leads, but it's just important to remember that referrals read content as well. Before a referral reaches out to your firm, I guarantee the first thing they did was actually go to your website and actually read your content. And that's also why it's important to understand an actual buyer's journey, because when you do get that referral, he's going to be a little more educated than the, the yep. new lead you've generated. So Qualified. Yeah, he's already qualified. So how do you know what content he's going to need yeah. at the moment that he comes in? Because he's already you know midway through your funnel yeah so let's kind of maybe maybe we can dive in a little bit to how firms are actually handling the buyer's journey because i think a lot of firms have this idea that everybody starts at the home page and then i mean think about how how a website navigation is built out for accounting firms it's the home page then there's the about us page then the services page and then it's contact us and i think a lot of firms are under this impression that well that's just how people navigate our website they go to the home page and the about us services and and bam, a lead's born. Yeah, but that's because it's it's their firm. It's their website, right? They designed it. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, and I think it's just a lot of firms don't think about how people actually navigate their website when True. they're building it. Where do leads actually come from? We're finding a lot of firms, not even firms, but just websites in general is, is firms are, are prospects, actually. They start with your thought leadership, your content, mm-hmm. and they actually start in that attract stage. So there's three stages that we really kind of outlined that 
a prospect comes in and that you need to be creating content around is is they're aware they're aware that a problem they, they have a problem basically so they're doing google searches around it there's interest so they're interested in, in really solving that problem and then there's evaluating so they're evaluating solutions and you really need to kind of create content around those three stages of the buyer's journey. And that's where a lot of firms, they're not creating content really around any of them. They're assuming that everybody comes to the homepage. And what's really happening is your site prospects are starting that aware stage, which is your blog content. Yeah, and that's the, you know, that's the other thing that a lot of people don't think about is you get kind of siloed in this stuff. Well, we have a blog page, so we need to write blogs. Well, yep. we have white paper page, so we need to write white papers. But they don't ever take the time to step back and look, how does this you know, content play into this journey, and where do I have holes and where do I have gaps versus let's just create a blog because we've, we need blogs. Yeah, so let's talk about maybe how this buyer's journey works within an accounting firm. Let's start with kind of that aware stage. This is that first step. Again, the prospects, they're aware that they have a problem. They're probably not ready to, to solve or fix that problem, but they're just kind of doing research and, and they're Googling maybe you know, around their problems. So that, that aware content's for that early stage prospect. Again, they know they have a problem. They're definitely not interested in reaching out to your firm. Um, you know, at, at this stage, at least, so they're maybe interested in maybe like a newsletter or something like that. And this type of content really consists around, you know, it's, it's articles, blog posts, infographics, you know, it could even be a podcast like this or potential, potentially like, like short videos and things like that, explainer videos that really kind of attract people because that aware stage is about bringing people in from organically from that search engine. It is, and it's really about the content that you put in those. You know, um, these are kind of the most popular formats for that, but it's the content that you put into that and like uh, how, how deep and how heavy is that content that you're gonna do? Sure. So is it, is it a, a pot? Maybe it is a podcast that requires like a little investment to download and listen to. Um, but at the same time, if what you're giving them is like, here's just, you know, we understand your problem and, and here's kind of who we are, like an educational, uh, a very high level educational view, right. that's still awareness content regardless of the format. Sure. Yeah, so this, this awareness content is another big aspect of it that a lot of firms don't understand. Again, this is just understanding how prospects buy from accounting firms is, I think there's this mindset that, Oh, they just go from the blog post to the homepage and they follow that typical buyer's journey of blog post, home, about us, services, contact us. And again, that's not how it works. So somebody in the awareness stage is they're not ready to make a decision or buy right now. So they could spend weeks or months within this stage consuming content from different sources. Yeah, and to your point, I mean, it's, it's not... Not rare, but less common nowadays for somebody to come in on your homepage, right? Yes. Most of the time, they find out about you through, you know, an uh, Ad AdWords campaign or social media, or they're referred to, hey, read this great article by, right. you know, uh, XYZ accounting firm, uh, and so they don't even come in on that homepage. Yep. They come in on a resource page of sorts, yep. uh, and you have to be aware of. Uh, you know, if you've got an article that's out there crushing it, you got to be aware of where in the buyer's journey that is. So you know how to handle these people that are coming into that piece of content. No, I think that's a great point. If firms actually look at how prospects buy and when they actually fill out a contact us form is what we're seeing on, in analytics is a lot of prospects will actually spend time scrolling through the blog on that visit before they fill out the contact us form. So I've seen, I've seen visitors where they click next page on the blog and next page on the blog and next page and they go through pages and pages of blog content before they ever fill out that contact us form. This can happen in, like I said, one visit. This can happen over weeks. It can happen over months before they ever 
um, really even even do anything. Yeah, because again, these guys are doing research, right? Wouldn't you think? This is the stage yep. where everybody's doing all their due diligence and some of their research and just trying to get yep. an idea of, hey, I'm, I'm aware of my problem. Yep. Are these guys aware of the same problem and right. what kind of success have, you know, is it worth my time to go deeper into yeah. what they have to offer? So if you're creating this awareness content, I think the next question is how do we get people to that to that next step? And you're doing a few things, obviously. Is one you're you're linking other content that is either awareness content within within your within your blog post. So you're linking out if somebody's still in the awareness stage, you're sending them to more awareness content. But you're also sending them to some interest content because you want to say, hey, if this prospect's moving down the funnel, here's some other maybe deeper deeper thought leadership that we're creating to lead you further down that funnel. Of that interest stage, because that interest stage is when they're they're starting to become interested in solving their problem. Yeah, and you know, you may have, uh, in my experience, at least from what I've seen, most of the time you've got a pretty vast library of awareness content. It's pretty diverse, right? So we're hopefully, anyway. <laughs> okay, well, maybe if you're lucky, you're, you're 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 heavy on your awareness stage, and then the you know, as Jay said, we're trying to get them into that interest phase where we're getting a little more targeted. Sure. And just by the nature of that being more targeted, um, you're you're going to be less content but just more in depth than you would be yeah. in your awareness phase. Yeah, so the interest phase is is really what's kind of happening is the prospect's interested in solving their problem. So actually at this point, I think would hopefully sign up for your newsletter potentially to get more of that content. You know, they're starting to read maybe content around some of your white papers. They might be actually uh, listening to some of your, your webinars uh, and things like that where that's kind of going to be really important where they're consuming more of that content that helps them actually make a decision is is okay, I want to solve this problem. How can I actually solve it? And that's what other content's actually doing for you. Yeah, and I'll ask you the question, Jay, but it, to, you know, to me, the way that I've always kind of see this is interest phase is where you actually start getting like names and emails, right? It's yep. where you start doing a lot of your lead generation. Sure. Would, you, would you say you've kind of seen that in, yep. in past cases? Yeah, I mean, sometimes, but not always. So again, a prospect can say anonymous through the whole buyer's journey. And that True. does happen where a prospect won't reach out until they've gone through awareness, interest, you know, and they're evaluating firms. You'd hope that a lot of prospects, and, and the problem is, is because so many firms do so poorly at actually bringing in leads in these two early stages. They're so focused on that late stage. They have consultations all over the place. They don't really understand how to bring in leads through this awareness interest stage. And this is where this kind of helps when you map out this buyer's journey you can start figuring out okay awareness stage content what can i do to try to drive a lead this interest stage content what can i do to drive a lead do i need to create certain white papers are there webinars we can create uh, and things like that where we can actually start driving leads it doesn't mean we're driving leads and getting a conversation it means we're nurturing that prospect through the different stages right that nah, that makes total sense i mean it's just uh you know uh, uh, to your point, a lot of firms don't understand that early uh, lead development stage, that early side of the funnel, right? right. I mean, like you're, it's just consultation all over the place. Yep. <laughs> Somebody will click the consultation button. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's all it is. I mean, that's what everybody, every accounting firm thinks they need to do is just spam contact us in consultation all over their website and they're going to start generating leads and it just, it doesn't work like that. It's the mindset of somebody at your website is already interested. And that's not how that works. Prospects can spend months within each stage here. Now you can speed that up if you do really good calls to action, if you have, if you actually map this out. Um, but, but another way to look at it is the larger the client, and we know firms want bigger clients, 
the more they spend within each stage. So the smaller clients, yeah. The small clients are going home, about us, services, contact us. The bigger clients who actually pay really well, they're spending months and potentially even years going through this process of evaluating a firm before they pull the trigger. Yeah, so I guess that's that's true. I mean, one of the things that this really solves once you uh, once you get this journey mapped out is you can increase and influence the velocity of those deals, right? Yeah. You can get people, maybe you would have closed it anyway, but man, you can increase the velocity and close that thing a lot faster if you understand where in the journey uh, that particular prospect is yep. at what time. Yeah, and that's actually a great, a great point as well is if if a lead, let's say they're in the awareness stage, fills out your newsletter, you can actually watch what they're doing on your website. And you'll see the two big phases when people are actually really navigating the website is during the last two stages. So you can actually say, hey, this prospect is actually reading a lot of our interest type content where they're showing they're getting closer to a, buyer, a buying cycle. And you'll see that consumption taking place within your analytics. And you can actually then start saying, let's try to send them evaluating content, which would be the last stage, which is where the prospects actually, so they've aware they have a problem, they have interest in solving it, and now they're actually evaluating solutions. So they're actually starting to shortlist firms to determine who do I actually want to work with to actually help me solve this problem. Yeah, and this evaluating stage too is, is really key where you've got your content that kind of compares you to you know competition in the industry, right? This yep. is where you want to be hitting those pieces of content um, or those prospects with pieces of content that really define you and your firm yeah. uh, versus your close competitors because that's really what we're talking about in evaluating. Yeah, you know, this would be something like, you know, evaluation tools. This would be your case study content. Again, that's not necessarily gated, but you can gauge interest based on if somebody's actually reading that content. If you have any ROI tools and things like that, and even, again, thinking about the main website, you know, evaluating it is they're looking at your people. Who's actually going to help me solve my problem? A lot of larger firms have very specific um, experts within different industries and services where you can actually start to figure out, hey, if this person's actually looking to try to determine who would I actually work with, who would I who would help me solve this problem? You can actually start figuring out when prospects are in this evaluation stage. Yeah, which is great because then you can send directed content. You know, if you've got a leading expert that works for your particular firm that speaks to the the particular problem of this prospect uh, in that evaluation stage, that's really when you can double down and be like, you know, hey, you'll be. <laughs> yeah, you'll be working under uh, you know some expert leadership. Thank you so much. We just got food here. As Jay said earlier, we recorded the local pub, so uh, it's it's about lunch o'clock, and we're about two beers in. But yeah, I'm hungry, man. <laughs> I got a fry he's got a right fr now. He's already got a fry going. Landmark burger on the table, so. But, but yeah, that's where you really start to be able to say, hey, here's our expert in this particular issue and you're in the evaluation stage, so don't you wanna be working with us because we're the experts in yeah. the problem that you have? Yeah, no, and that's, that's a great point. So let's kind of look at, you know, we've gone through the different stages, the, the type of content you need to create. You need to be interlinking this content. I can't say this enough because so many firms don't do this, is you're interlinking awareness content with awareness content, but you're also interlinking with it to the next stage of that interest level. And then you're interlinking that interest level with other interest level content. And then you're also interlinking it to that evaluation stage because what you're trying to do is what I call is carrots. You're trying to say, hey, you're in this awareness stage now, but I wanna dangle this carrot, this offer in front of you to move you to that next stage. So if you're in awareness, hey, I have this white paper that'll walk you through how to solve your problem. Download this, let's send you to that next, next stage. And, when they're in that stage, you're, again, you're dangling that carrot in front of them is, hey, check out our case studies. Hey, check out the people who actually you would work with to solve this problem. You're always dangling those carrots 
to lead them to that next stage in the buying cycle with your content. Yeah, because the idea, right, is we're trying to push people through this kind of buyer's journey, this, this you know, kind of funnel, if you will. Um, and one of the things that I always like to look at is uh, in, each stage of the, in each stage of the buyer's journey, what's the question that somebody's going to be left with? Right. If I've gone through your awareness content, I've still got more specific questions that I've refined. So I'm, I'm interested. I'm going to go through there. What questions do you leave in the interest stage? You know that only you can answer yep. by sending the the prospect into the next step of the buyer's journey. So yeah. you kind of you have to think about, you know, after I've consumed this content from this stage, what's what questions do I still have, and how do I make sure that I answer those questions in the next stage of the buyer's journey? Yeah. So I mean, getting started, the first thing firms need to do is really do a content audit. Mm. They need to actually look at what actually exists because I think a lot of firms they're going to find is. They're heavy in one of the areas and they don't have the right balance. I see a lot of firms actually, they're heavy in the evaluation stage. So they have case studies and things like that, but they don't have any that, that mid-level interest content or that awareness content. Or they're extremely heavy in the awareness content, but they have nothing else. So they're blogging regularly. But again, they don't have anything else besides consultation to lead them into the funnel. Yeah, and this, I mean, this is enlightening. I love it when I get to sit and watch a, watch a company do this with their content because it's, uh, yep. it's, it's frustrating, but it's also so fun to see. And, um, and two, I, I should post uh, somewhere in this, in this article on our podcast site, uh, there's a, a good breakdown that's out there on kind of what you're trying to do in each stage. Sure. And it'll help define, you know, as you're doing your content audit, um, actually, you know, what you have and, and where you need to silo that, where, where it yeah. goes. So. Yeah, no, kind of know what we're seeing is, is firms need to have a good ratio. And I think, I, I think the good ratio is, you know, if you can have 50 to 60% of your awareness content exist, and, and again, that's the content that's bringing people to your website. They have a problem. Again, they're just searching around it. And if you can get 30, 30% of that interest stage content, so if you're getting, you know, 60% awareness, 30% interest, content again you're moving people down the funnel and then probably 10% of your remaining content is that that evaluating content those tools those case studies you know and things like that where you need a big bucket to pull people in and then the funnel gets smaller as they go down where I think the reverse happens I see a lot of firms they have you know 40 to 50% evaluating content and they don't have anything else yeah. that really exists that's true and, and I love the way that you've kind of broken it out here by percentage too um, if, if I could nerd out for a, a minute it's just you know marketing automation nerd away guy. Um, you know, the other nice thing that you can see about this is obviously, like we were talking about earlier, your awareness content, you usually have the most of it, right? So, you know, you've got that 60, 30, 10% kind of rule going on. That means that all your content is weighted, right? So the interaction that you'll have on the awareness content may not carry as much weight as it does when you get down to the funnel. And maybe you don't have a whole lot of that, you know, late stage interest content, right. but it's so much more heavily weighted. Um, and, you know, I've done it even from, yeah. from, from a marketing automation standpoint, we use tools where we do actual product scoring and we keep track of scoring and all that, but just from a consumption standpoint, you don't have to go that in depth to it. Just know uh, as you're creating this content that maybe you you are uh, have less in the interest stage, but the weight that you're going to apply to it is, is a lot greater than that awareness content. Yeah, no, I mean that's that's important to talk about. Is again in that awareness stage, people spend people can spend months in each stage, but they might not come back to your website. They might read awareness. They might come back three months later because they did a search and they found you again. But in those other two stages, and especially an interest in evaluating is, they might be on your website regularly. And that's what we're talking about is, is firms are so weak in these areas, yet yet when you look at how a prospect interacts, is 
they're really heavy on their website during that research phase. They're determining, am I going to shortlist this company? And yet firms have no content around that area. Yeah, true. How to define, how to, how to differentiate myself yep. from their shortlist. Yeah, and I, I think lastly is, is really mapping calls to action to each of these stages. And I see so many firms, they're, they're stuck in this consultation mindset only, and they really need to realize there's so many different types of calls to action they can have. Obviously, the newsletter is important in those early stage prospects. Uh, but, but things like uh, MuseMinded is a great example, is, is they have a needs assessment. So they have a five-minute needs assessment that you can fill out on their website. Um, and then they use that to actually get back to you. Instead of a consultation, you can do that. I see a lot of firms that, that specialize in dental or physician practices actually offer their, their document for a benchmark. So, so that dental practice can fill out that Word document and actually see you know, where they're at, benchmark their own firm. Uh, I see Holden Moss CPA, they have, a, they have this thing called Awesome 8 and they actually do an Awesome 8 scoring. So you can actually see where you're at within their own Awesome 8 process, which is a great differentiator and you can fill that form out. And it's actually, it's not a consultation anymore. There's so many different options for, for firms to use with calls to action. Yeah, it's great because it gives prospects an option to, you know, maybe they're not ready to talk directly because that's too much, too much pressure as right. it were. So it, but it gives them a chance to kind of go ahead and see where they're at, a self-evaluation kind of thing. And it's a little bit lighter in exchange for them. They're not investing as much as a full consultation. Yeah. But you as the firm also get all that information yeah. uh, back so that you can even further target and, and kind of like Jay has said, and we, you know, our, our goal is to move these people from one stage to the next. Yep. And that's a great way to do it. Yeah, and I, I think lastly, it's really just important for, for firms to understand is how firms are built right now, or I should say how their websites are built is it really reinforces that that yearly tax type mindset and firms that want to transition to advisory and consulting services need to invest the time in mapping out the buyer's journey and actually creating real thought leadership because those people that are looking for that more consulting advisory approach are looking for that type of expert and that's why this buyer's journey is so critical to mapping out. Yeah, agreed. Because especially in the consultative space, people want somebody that's going to hold their hand yep. and be there, right? It's you know, it's the ultimate kind of kind of touchy feely, always top of mind kind of thing. Yep. So you've got to make sure that you have the content to support uh, that transition into a, a true consultative mindset, rather yep. than just a do my numbers for me. Right. Yeah. No. And that's what we're trying to hit home is get away from thinking that the buyer's journey is just home about us, services, contact us. It's not. You should be aiming for 50 to 70% of your traffic coming from that awareness stage content that you're creating. And then from there, you're just strategically linking people to each stage of the funnel. Some of this is done on site. Some of this is done through email marketing as somebody signed up for your newsletter and things like that. But you're leading prospects through that buyer's journey. And you need to have content for each stage that really makes sense. Yeah, I want to. And you, you touched on email marketing. One of the things that I, as you know, email marketer, have done in the past is always make sure that that's how we divide it up. And to the point where you know we'll have emails that live in content libraries, and that's how we do it. You know, we do it by buyer's journey. This is email content that's specific right. to awareness. This is specific to interest. Um, and you know, that's just how we we build out our repositories of emails yeah. that we're going to use to nurture people. Yep. No, that's that's great. And I think I think maybe to kind of. I don't know if you have any other points. Otherwise, 
I think that's what really yeah, kind I got of sums one more point. Okay. I, I want people to remember the the, the percentages you laid out, the, the 60, 30, 10. And even though it's yep. not exact, I think it's a great ratio to go off of. 60% aware, uh, awareness, 30% interest, and, and 10% of value. Yep, so 60% is you know, your blog content. It's your articles and things like that that you're creating. Again, you're, you're bringing people from the search engine to your website. The interest is for those people doing research around their problem. They're, they're trying to actually solve it and make a decision. So that's going to be your white papers, your eBooks, even your webinars, and potentially even events and things like that that you're doing, um, or even podcasting. Again, that's it's a higher commitment level. And then lastly is that evaluating stage. So you need those case studies. That's your about us page and things like that, where prospects are really evaluating your firm to determine if they should actually reach out. And they might have reached out. Evaluating as well isn't even all these stages. Evaluating research isn't always online. It can be offline as well. It could be they reached out and they want to learn more or they want an actual proposal during that evaluating stage. But if you go back and you look at those stages and then you look at your website, if you have this mapped out, I guarantee you'll see heavy research and evaluating during those stages. Yep. Good points all. Awesome. And I, I think, you know, the other thing is if you guys are struggling with this, we do have a, a digital marketing assessment. Literally takes 30 minutes. You fill out a questionnaire. We'll reach back out. We'll have a conversation quick to kind of help you let you know where there's problems within your buyer's journey. Yeah. Smart dudes like Jay and I will review it and uh, get back to you and, and, and help walk you through this, help figure out where you're weak and where we can help. 